Lewis. What's up, what's up? It's your boy AT and your boy AE coming to you live and direct with another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life where we break down the bars, relate to the rhymes so we can shed light on our lives. Just listen. For the players, uh, we hollowed the walls and back of bodegas, uh. I got plenty, it's so many, yeah. They say, Give me, he got plenty, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Bars, Rhymes, and Life. Today's track, Pusha T, featuring Yay, Dreaming of the Past. What a tune, what a sample. Why the pick this week? I have been going through some activities and there's just been a lot of nostalgia there's been a lot of nostalgia this week nostalgia in a kind of just looking back at some photos and looking back at some objects and just just genuinely genuinely dreaming of the past so that's why I picked the track this week I think from 18 onwards this tune hits you because you get a bit nostalgic you know, about your school days. Then say if you're 21 or 22, you start thinking about all that you've been through at uni and you're like, wow, like, you know, what a, you can play this song as a bookmark to those big, big sort of moments in your life where you go, damn, I just made it through school. Damn, I just made it through uni. And then I guess every five years onwards, you know, every five years periodically, this song just gets more and more and more nostalgic. Because that chorus just hits you. That chorus just hits you over and over and over again. Yes, we know Ye is maybe not the most balanced of people over the last five years. But this sample states and says that his greatness as a music producer cannot be denied. This sample is from a song written and sung by none other than John Lennon himself called Jealous Guy. However... The sample version that's sung in this track and sampled in this track is sung by a guy called Donny Hathaway. Fucking hell. Is this guy's voice and his cover of this track incredible. Absolutely incredible. It's been a while now, but I've started to follow this YouTube channel called Tracklip, which kind of gives you a breakdown on how some of these famous samples or new samples of certain songs that have been coming out, how they've been, you know, mixed and produced and essentially what the technology been used on them to create the actual sample as is. And I'm going to cut that in now because I think it will demonstrate what Ye might have done. He might have not exactly done it this way, but this is what he's done to get that particular final product. Dreaming of the past 
Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. Uh, shout out track lib, Death Fire, Fire, ch- Fire Channel. You need to, you might want to check it out. Let's get started. I was dreaming of the past and my heart was beating fast. There is a mad subtle double entendre in this. I think me and Alan have spoken about how potent nostalgia is as an emotion. And I think it gets more and more potent the more older you get. I started thinking about why it is so powerful. And I think there's two angles. One I ripped off the internet and then the second is my own. Firstly, nostalgia helps by motivating us to remember the past in our own life helps to unite us to that authentic self and remind us of who we have been and then compare that to who we feel we are today. That gives us a sense of who we want to be down the future. Bars. And that's one take. That's the take I took off the internet. And I totally agree with it. But my own take is that as you age, it's really, really, really hard to feel excitement. The first time you kiss someone will always feel way more intense than kissing that person 4,000 times on the on the fourth time, 4,000 occasions, if you're lucky enough to get to that 4,000 number, that first pay slip or paycheck will always feel more like wow or amazing than paycheck 2,000. The first time you score a goal, your first degree, your first tackle, your first touchdown, your first bucket, it all feels as wow. Like it just feels an adrenaline rush that you can't describe. Don't tell me that none of those events didn't make your heart beat fast. So it's, I was dreaming about the past and my heart was beating fast because you're remembering those moments, those those adrenaline-filled moments. So how is this a double entendre, I hear you ask? Pusha T makes it. Him himself, just who he is, makes this a double entendre. The term gangster gets thrown around a lot in this space. But Pusha, alongside his brother Malice, is actually, actually a straight up G. The kind of G you never, ever want to get on the wrong side of. Ever. Both him and his brother pushed weight differently. So if he was dreaming of the past, and you're pushing the kind of weight that he and his brother was, well, they are memories that you are not ever going to forget. And of course, that is going to make your heart beat fast. On top of that, if you are one of the people on the end of the chain of customers of this path of the the weight that they pushed, because Pusha T and Malice, for the most part, only dealt with connects, the effects of cocaine makes your heart beat fast. Incredible sample and a lot going on here in just two lines. That is economy of words. Bars, next up. Bruh, you N-words ain't flexing, you cramping. My weight keeps N-words on the bikes like Amblin. Bruh, you ain't flexing, you cramping. My weight keeping on the bikes like Amblin. Bars. 
Pusha gets a bad rap about the fact that all he talks about is gangster rap and pushing weight all the time that he, and that he lacks lyrical complexity. Well, guess what? This bar demonstrates the actual opposite. I didn't understand what Amblin meant, so I just searched it up. And it's the name and the film of the TV production company that is led by Steven Spielberg. And the symbol of the company is that famous scene where the geezer, I don't know who the geezer is, like a kid, is on a bicycle with E.T. in the front basket against the backdrop of the moon. What is the conventional way of selling drugs in the hood? Usually it's young'uns on a bike. So what Push is saying is the amount of drugs that he distributes, because it's so big, it keeps whole ecosystems alive. He ain't flexing. He ain't promoting this line of work the way that so-called other rappers pretend that they're about that life. He's just telling it how it is. You're not flexing, you're cramping. You're cramp trying to emulate and say that you're about that life because he is the life. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. Not me. They censor and block me. You hollering top five? I only see top me. Award shows the only way you bitches can rob me. Not me. They censor and block me. You hollering top five? I only see top me. Award shows the only way you bitches can rob me. Me and Alan in the past have alluded to the fact that as a creative, you have to don this mentality that you are the best. Hip-hop is competitive. Always will be. I doubt this will ever change. And Push has always seen himself as number one. These bars remind me of the bars that he put on New God Flow. I believe there's a God above me. I'm just the God of everything else. Come and have a good time with I believe there's a God above me. I'm just the God of everything else. I'll put holes in everything else. New God Flow, fuck everything else. So he's always been consistent with thinking there is no one better than him. Then the last line is well interesting because I read that as individuals are constantly moving the goalpost. You come into anything trying to make money, then you make money, but now you want the accolades. Like making money is enough now. Now you want the accolades. Now you want the respect. Push seems like he's flipped it with these bars, almost like the only thing that you may be able to take from him is the respect, validation, accolades that he deserves. Other than that, He's in complete control. You're, he's in complete control of his money. He's in complete control of his, his life, his relationships. He's got everything in place. The only thing that you can take from him is probably the Grammys that he deserved, especially for Daytona, in my opinion. You know the type, always trying to get in your picture. I was trying to get the dope through in your sister. You know the type. Always trying to get in your picture. I was trying to get the dope through in your sister. This is easily the rawest line on the track for me. Push is basically describing the real levels to all this shit. Levels that I have no comprehension of because where people might be wanting to take pictures with him, get autographs with him, and where your average famous superstar is living and thriving off that shit, that self-absorbing look-at-me popularity shit, Pusher T is trying to get the dope through customs through your sister <laughs> so raw like fucking hell sometimes you think you've heard it all that, that is such a bar such a raw bar and basically all i'm saying all i'm saying is pusha t is someone i never ever ever want to fuck with ever 
And thank God I ain't got no sister. <laughs> no reward for the latter, so it's gotta be mine. Huff and puff in the club, then I gotta be shine. No reward for the latter, so it gotta be mine. Huff and puff in the club, then I gotta be shine. I cannot for the life of me remember the track that me and Alan did where we mentioned the whole situation between Puff and Shine. Shine was so sick and had two, excuse the pun, bad boy tracks. I'm going to repeat the story again. One, because it's really long. Two, because I don't want Puff or Diddy or whatever he calls himself now finding out what we said or what I said. What I said, I'm not going to incriminate Alan in any way. But what an incredible turnaround for Shine. He was in jail because of a situation that in my belief was not his fault. But now he's hoping to be the prime minister of Belize in 2025. That to me is just incredible. Absolutely incredible. What a story. Properties all across the board. This monopoly's mine. Came a minister in my prime. So I gotta be shy. Gotta be shy. Properties all across the board. This monopoly's mine. Came a minister in my prime. So I gotta be shy. Again, I think Ye and Push are just trying to pay homage to Shine in this section. But the reason why I picked this line out, or these lines out, is because I think Monopoly might be the shittest game, the shittest board game on earth. I think Monopoly is just the worst. It's literally like Snakes and Ladders with money. Snakes and Ladders is, f or Ludo, it's like a million times better than Monopoly. Monopoly is such a shit game. It's a shit version of chance because you just roll the duck. Like where, where in life do you pass, go and get 200 quid? Where, where in life does that happen? You know, where in life, where in London is there ever free parking? Where? Tell me. Because it don't exist. Monopoly, shit game, man. If you play Monopoly... Just question your life, honestly, just question your life because, oh man, I, just, I can't believe how many hours I've wasted on that thing. I used to watch The Fresh Prince and pray the house would be mine. Could have bought it, but I ain't like the way the kitchen design. I used to watch The Fresh Prince and pray the house would be mine. Could have bought it, but I ain't like the way the kitchen design. I'm not sure if I mentioned this before. I hate The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It has harmed and warped the minds of, in my opinion, two fucking generations. Two generations had thought that their family life should be something like that program. When the truth of the matter is, is they got rid of Aunt Viv because Will Smith had a bit of a beef with her and then they replaced her with someone who was lighter skinned. Now I've got no hate for the new Aunt Viv, but I'm just saying that is the kind of context that was behind the scenes. It was actually... It's a really toxic portrayal of family life, in my opinion. It's not, it's, you know, Uncle Phil carried that shit. Uncle Phil carried that shit. What a crap series. Again, if you watched it and you feel like it impacted you, made a difference in your life, I, 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 I don't agree. I think you should have been doing something else, watching something else, watch, being more observant at home and being a decent person. You don't have to be Will Smith just because he was in a bad situation. You don't have to be him. Fuck the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Nothing but love to Pusha T and all his fans. Nothing but love to Ye and all his fans. Nothing but love to all the BRL listeners out there.
one. Born in a manger, the son of a stranger. When daddy's at home, the family's in danger. 